Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers podcast, PackersReport.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, and Peter, let's start off with that. Corey Lindsley, Robert Tanyan, not getting the nod for the Pro Bowl. Uh, how big of a snub is this, and how much did it anger you and you haven't been able to sleep at nights because of it? <laughs> well, I try not to, to get too worked up about Pro Bowl nominations because over the last few years especially, we've seen how silly this all can get with some of the fan voting. And, and I made the joke on Twitter that the Evan Ingram Pro Bowl vote was brought to you by preseason fantasy football rankings. Uh, not what actually transpired on the field. I mean, there's just there's no doubt about it that Robert Tanyan has been one of the best tight ends in football this season. Uh, if you like advanced analytics, and I know Marquez Valdez-Scantling on Twitter joked about not knowing what DVOA is, but according to Football Outsiders, um, their, their value over average metric, only two tight ends have actually mattered in terms of creating value this season, and it's Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the league, and uh, big Bob Tunyon. So I, I think that tells you what you need to know there. And Corey Lindsley, look, I mean, he's the best pass blocking center in football. He's consistently um, getting guys in the right positions, getting the protections and, and all of that stuff down. And I, I just, I think he goes unnoticed because this is Aaron Rodgers, and, and because, you know, David Bakhtiari is finally getting the recognition he deserves. Um, I, I, I don't understand why people don't understand how good Corey Lindsley is. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's going to take him going somewhere else in free agency and being good there, and, and maybe the Packers having an issue before we realize how good Corey Lindsley was. That was going to be my next question is um, my assumption is Corey Lindsley's out the door, but uh, your assumption basically is the same? Yeah, I think so, and, and we've seen Elton Jenkins play well enough at center. I, mean, I think Elton Jenkins can be one of the best centers in football, too, um, if they decide to go that route. I think if they, if they go with Lucas Patrick, they could have some issues. Um, but uh, Elton Jenkins is a reasonable and, and potentially very good succession plan. Uh, they have, with the draft, what they did in 2020. They didn't take a receiver. I don't know if you heard that, Bill. Uh, but they did take a lot of offensive line. It was rumored. <laughs> and I think they're, they're setting themselves up to, to have you know, a, a long track record of success as they have, you know, going back to the Ted Thompson era of finding, drafting, and developing these guys. How big of a game is this in your mind coming up on Sunday night? Well, I, I think it's one of those weird games where it matters more to the fans than, than the team. And, and at the same time, I think they understand that this is a, met, a measuring stick game. And I talked to one of the players um, a, a week or two before the Colts game, and they were like, look, we're going to find out how good we are against the Colts. I think they viewed that, this game as that. 
But we've seen over the years in, in games where teams don't need need to win them, um, they, they don't always play with the, the same sense of urgency. And I'm not just talking about the Packers. We see this around the NFL. Um, and even in a game last year in Week 17, the Packers knew they were in the playoffs. They come out against a divisional opponent with David Blau, and they don't play particularly inspired ball until they absolutely have to in the second half. We know that, that the Packers could go into that game on Sunday night knowing they don't have to, to beat the Titans, and we know now they don't have to beat the Titans as long as they beat the Bears, but it's possible that, that they, don't, they don't have to win this game under any circumstances uh, going into it. So um, I, I think Matt LaFleur is really going to have his work cut out for him this, this week getting these guys motivated it's christmas week and and yet if if you feel like you have a good culture and i think green bay does then you feel good about this team saying we need to go out every week and prove that we're a super bowl caliber team and i think coming off a game last week where they didn't play particularly well especially on offense it's going to be easier to, to motivate these guys to say hey let's go out and just kick the the rear ends of this titans team that's a bad defense you know make everyone forget about derrick henry I, uh, I I look at the matchup between these two teams, and I can't help but think if this thing turns into a shootout, does Ryan Tannehill have the ability to go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers if, indeed, at some point you could get Tennessee to somewhat abandon the – now, they're not going to get rid of Derrick Henry completely, but if it becomes, say, a two-score game, you're up 14 with a couple of touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers looks to be in a groove, at some point you got to say, hey, wait a minute, we might have to go toe-to-toe with this guy. Does Tannehill have that ability? I think he does in part because – um, you never fully have to have to get away from the run game because Henry is so good, and also he's so good in the screen game. And now they have more than just AJ Brown. They have Johnu Smith at tight end. They have Corey Davis, who's having, you know, a, a bit of a breakout season here uh, in year four. Which which Packer fans know that that receivers can take time. It happened with Jordy Nelson. It happened with Devontae Adams. And maybe we're seeing it happen a little bit with Marquez Valdez Scantling. If he needs to go straight drop, though, and he needs to, you know, it needs to be three and five step drops, and they got to play out a shotgun and three receivers, that's not how Tennessee wants to play. And and so the thing that I've been saying all year about this Packers defense, especially this run defense, is the Packers' best run defense is the offense. If the Packers are going to put up points every drive, I mean, if they're going to have eight or ten possessions and they're going to score on five or six of those possessions, it becomes really hard to stick with Derrick Henry unless he's ripping off chunk runs. And so if you can limit the chunk runs, I think that is, is going to put you in a really good position to, to you know, at, at least make this offense play in a way that it doesn't want to necessarily. Now that's just, we know, much easier said than done. Every team knows that they have to, they have to play that way. And yet, you know, only three or four teams in a given year have, have been able to do it over the last two seasons. Talking with uh, Peter Bukowski, uh, Locked on Packers podcast, also PackerReport.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Defensively speaking, has this defense gotten better, or are they facing competition that just allows them to look better? I think it's both. And what you can do when you face uh, inferior competition is you can hone your identity, and I think that's what the Packers have done. If you go back, that, that Week 8 performance against the Minnesota Vikings, which was dreadful, and Dalvin Cook has the touchdown record since then, um, they have been – the seventh best defense in the league by EPA per play, estimated points added, and 11th against the run. And you don't, you, I mean, like, no one needs to understand the numbers and, and what they specifically mean, other than to say that this defense has played well over the last two weeks. And part of that is Chris Barnes is playing more and playing better. It's Kamel Martin is playing more and playing better. 
But guys like Kenny Clark are playing at an elite level again. Zadarius Smith is disrupting again, winning their one-on-one matchups. And that's something that they can do against this Titans team. Um, they've had some injuries along the offensive line. I think if you look at the edges, the offensive tackles uh, are, are places that the Packers can exploit. And, and nothing kills outside zone runs, and the Packers know this, more than uh, quick penetration. Well, Mike Pettin, his defense prizes that early penetration. So Zadarius Smith as that, that A-gap rover, Kenny Clark winning early inside. They've run blitzed more with Darnell Savage, which I think is something we'll see in this game. And they've gone to a lot more single high looks. Um, you know, over the last month, they've played, uh, I think it's over 55% single high look, whether it's man coverage or zone coverage. Well, if you're going to play single high, um, you know, uh, against any team, you want to do it against the Titans because you want that extra guy in the box to stop the run. So I think the defensive improvement is real, but it's certainly going to be tested against one of the best offenses in football. And in my opinion, the only offenses in, this, in, in, the, in the NFL that are better than Green Bay uh, are Kansas or it's Kansas City, and the only two offenses better than the Titans are Green Bay and Kansas City. Yeah, I uh, I, I would concur, and that's the reason I think we all circle this game and say, you know what, uh, if the Packers win this, then I think at that point in time you can jump in with both feet into the pool of okay, I think they can actually win a Super Bowl, and I think that's what a lot of fans are waiting for, just kind of sitting there with their arms folded, going, okay, show me something. If they do it on Sunday night. It legitimizes the hope, and if they get beat and get beat in the same fashion, I think you're going to have a lot of people jumping off the bandwagon and uh, off of the bridges into the water below saying, <laughs> uh, wash, rinse, repeat, and that's what people are going to be expecting. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny about that is let's say the Packers go out and they lose you know, 38-24 or something. If they beat the Bears, they're still the number one seed. And Mm -hmm. the the train still runs through Lambeau Field, and, you know, it's no harm, no foul in that way. Now, of course, you still got to go beat the Bears, who are suddenly playing well, and and then you're still going to host a playoff game in round two against Tampa or Seattle or someone like that, a team that can absolutely come in and and stress you. But, um, you know, look, the the Packers are still very much in control of of this thing. They're still the favorites in the NFC right now. All of the the betting odds have them there after the, the Saints loss, and part of that is because the the NFC is still going to go through Lambeau Field in all likelihood. So uh, uh, to your to your point and, and what we were talking about earlier, this is one of those measuring stick games where you find out how good you are. And if they do win, I mean, it, it's going to be obvious that they're the favorite. I think. And and to your point, I think everyone is going to start saying, "Okay, this is a this has got Packers Chiefs written all over it." And man, I, I think even non-Packer fans. Um, would be pretty excited about that. No doubt. Good stuff uh, talking to you. We appreciate it. We're going to chat more uh, once we get to the postseason. Okay, Peter? Appreciate it, Bill. Thanks, pal. There you go. Peter Bukowski, uh, Locked on Packers podcast, PackersReport.com, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.